0: There are concerns, great concerns, and they are very, very valid and justified in light of Friday's events in Paris and terrorist attacks, in light of the fact the United States is no longer secluded from the rest of the world with regard to terrorism, and we're targets of that here and abroad, in light of the fact that we have people that blew themselves up in a suburb of Paris today when the police were hunting them down, and five people detained with false passports coming from Syria through Greece, through Honduras to come to the United States. Absolutely. Concerns is thousands of men, women, and children who are fleeing the shooting and chemical warfare and practical genocide at the hands of the president and the military under his command, President Bashar al-Assad, and also ISIS, who have want to get teachers and media and police officers who want people to live under not even Sharia law, but an even stricter, more perverse idea of Sharia law in their caliphate, who want to readily take their women and children to use them as sex slaves or strap bombs to them for their own purposes and gain of power and worldwide worldwide domination, which they clearly seek. The president has been angry The president has been angry, and I think rightly so, about the politics involved, about the hatred, and about the fact that we don't really look at and know the facts. We're going to play in a moment some audio of the president and talking about how the GOP rhetoric actually is recruiting and helping ISIS, and I agree. I wrote a piece yesterday in the Huffington Post entitled... Want to help ISIS? Hate a Muslim. And it's true. One of the things, and and look, I get it. I don't want to die, but you know what? I'm gonna. It sucks. We're all gonna die. I don't want it to be tomorrow. I don't want my children or your children or me or you or anyone to die earlier than we should. And at the hands of a murderer. Murderer. Because that's what ISIS are. They're murderers. Breaking news today is that ISIS executed, they claim, Chinese and Norwegian hostages. I think they've run out of American and British. We have to verify that, and we will in a bit. There's just so much to talk about with regard to this refugee crisis. So much to talk about. But first, let's hear the president, very emotional and very angry, about the GOP and their rhetoric, and how this can be actually a recruitment tool for ISIS. Here's President Obama.
1: When candidates say we want to admit three-year-old orphans, that's political posturing. When individuals say that we should have a religious test and that only Christians, proven Christians, should be admitted, that's offensive and contrary to American values. I cannot think of a more uh, more potent recruitment tool for ISIL than some of the rhetoric that's been coming out of here uh, uh, during the course of this debate. ISIL seeks to exploit the idea that there is a war between Islam and the West. And when you start seeing individuals in Positions of responsibility, suggesting that Christians are more worthy of protection than Muslims are in a war torn land, that feeds the ISIL narrative. It's counterproductive, and it needs to stop. And and I would add, by the way, these are the same folks oftentimes who suggest that they're so tough that uh, just talking to Putin or staring down ISIL or using some additional rhetoric somehow is going to solve the problems out there.
0: (laughs) And I think the president was very right in his remarks. What I wrote about in my piece, and, and all you have to do is do some Google research by yourself, ISIS targets individuals who are loners, who feel disenfranchised whether they're Americans, they're Europeans, or they're Syrians. If we don't take some Syrians, and if the world does not take some Syrian refugees in, we are sending them back to either be killed by Assad or recruited by ISIS. We will be helping ISIS to increase its army and quicker. We will be helping them with recruitment. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the devil, if you're hungry and the devil hands you a sandwich, you will follow him. These people are hungry. They are hurting. They are desperate. We have a lady in our harbor and a nation that was founded on religious freedom and on people fleeing persecution as a result of their religion. And yet we want to persecute people. We want to persecute people who... We are demonizing based on the religion that they practice, which is not what ISIS is preaching. Let me be very clear. If you read the Old Testament cover to cover, do it now and call me later in a few days when you're done. There is just as much violence as in the Quran. If you look at the reality of Muhammad and how he felt toward Jews... He actually established a constitution that protected both Jews and Muslims and their rights equally. And the wars that Jews and Muslims had at that time and after were not based on religion until many, many, many years later, but rather political differences, constitutional disagreements. That's the truth. Are there Muslims who hate Jews? Yes. Are there Jews who hate Muslims? Yes. Is that in the majority? No. No. The majority of Christians do not follow the Bible. They do not gouge people's eyes. A guy doesn't go home and gouge his eye out because he looked at Playboy any more than we are stoning people. Now you might say well they are. No, 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 no. Majority of Muslims are not stoning, do not believe in stoning, are more moderate than that, just like majority of Christians believe in the Bible but don't practice literally such as slavery, which was accepted in the Bible or Polygamy, which was accepted in the Bible, or incest, which was accepted in the Old Testament. Look at Lot and other examples. Muslims in modern day no more believe in the extreme sections of the Quran than they, than Christians and Jews do, the extreme sections of the Old Testament. Now let's talk about these Syrian refugees. You heard the president. We are not well served when in response to a terrorist attack, we descended to fear and panic. And Republicans have used fear before. George W. Bush, many people feel got elected based on fear. President Obama, you heard him sharply criticizing the Republicans. They're suggesting that these Syrian refugees coming to the United States pose a security threat. Over and over and over today through social media – there have been research reports, graphs, and charts that show, quite frankly, folks, you and I are more screwed and more at risk crossing the street, getting on a bus, getting in a car, getting on a plane than we are letting eight to 10,000 men, women, and children who are not ISIS members in. And this is the thing. I, was, I taped uh, Sean Hannity earlier. It's playing probably now on his radio show. There is this, you know what? God gave us all the brain and common sense. And you might say, well, Leslie, it's common sense not to let these people in. Really, please wake up and stop your ignorance and your naivete. do you really believe that if we don't let these people in, everything's fine and hunky-dory and rainbows and flowers and rose-colored glasses? ISIS is here. They're here right now. Whether they're here through our television, here through our radio, here in the form of your neighbor, or here through the computer. They're not all brown. They're not all religious. They're not all Muslim or Arab and have Muslim names. They are here through getting into the mindset of the angry loner who wants his or her day, who feels they're worthless, who wants power. Think about it. You're a loser. You are a loser. You can't hold a job. You don't have any money. And your girlfriend with the missing front teeth has dumped your ass. And somebody online says, I've got four women for you, virgins, and you can get more. I'm going to make you powerful, dude. I'm going to make you a hero. And in the afterlife, this is how many women you're going to have. I'm going to send you a ticket. Could even be first class. You're going to see the world, and you've never been outside of your double-wide trailer. And then on top of that... You're going to be part of this fraternity. We know how much we love fraternities, don't we? Look at the history, Roman Greco Times. Look at now, our fraternities and colleges. Look at gangs. Look at political circles. Look at sporting events. We love to be a part of something. We love to be part of a group, a family, to feel included. Hey, yeah, I'm that fan. You, Yeah, woo I like somebody automatically when I say we're wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. Person could be a serial killer, but I like him automatically because I'm from Boston and I'm a Red Sox fan. Now you might say I am making this far too simplistic, but it is very simplistic. And if you say to these thousands of refugees, "F you." Screw your religion, we hate you, and we're going to send you back to death. And if their choice is getting shot by the president and his military, or signing up for ISIS, and they're hungry, and they're cold, and ISIS is handing them clothing, and a blanket, and a heater, and a house, and a nice playground for their kids, and school, they'll pick up a gun and they'll shoot you and me. Because like I wrote in my piece, ISIS is their enemy. ISIS is our enemy. But if we make these people and this religion the enemy, we then become the enemy. Do you understand this? I understand fear. I have two children. I don't want my children to be harmed. But I also understand fear in a different way. Some of you may not. Many of you know my husband's parents are Muslim. My mother-in-law is an OB-GYN who delivered almost 4,000 healthy children in this country. She didn't take life. She gave it. She brought it forth. My father-in-law, a retired general surgeon, saved thousands of lives in the emergency room in the state of Florida. But I get on a plane next week with a brown husband and a brown son and a Muslim last name, and I fear that I, an American-born, my husband and children, American-born, are going to be treated like crap because of the hatred of this country, A lot of people out there are saying, this is not about politics. This is not about religion. Bull, you're lying and you know it. Own it. So I have some questions for you. One, we turned away Jews in World War II out of fear. We said if we allowed Native Americans to be Americans and have the same rights, oh, they would kill us. We feared if we freed the slaves, blacks would kill us. We feared letting in Mexicans, Irish, Germans, Italians, the list goes on. Guess what? We're still here, America. Do we as a nation simply need someone or something to blame or to hate? Be honest with me. Do we maybe have a problem? 886 Leslie, 888 7543 is the number. History has taught us that segregation, isolation, blame of entire nations, cultures, religions, and races leads to what? More violence. Not less. More. Do your homework. 8886 Leslie, 888 7543 is the number. I ask you something. American to American, American to American, and my maiden name, one of the people on the Mayflower shares that name with me, American to American, my people have been here longer than many of you, is it American to turn these people back to Syria to be killed by Assad or worse yet recruited by ISIS? Because some people have been saying this is a, a moral issue. This is not America's values, is it an American value to turn men, women, and children to Syria to be killed by Assad? Or worse yet, is it a value to increase ISIS army and help them recruit? Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Twenty-five governors, GOP governors, want to block all Syrian refugees from their states because one Syrian refugee snuck into France with refugees one yet we have domestic gun domestic gun massacres aren't those republicans the same to insist you can't blame all the good gun owners for the acts of a few now how come when one gun guy kills hundreds of people it's not his fault it's the gun but when one syrian ISIS member sneaks in through the refugees in France, it's all of their fault. We must block all of them. How hypocritical is this? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. We had someone walk into a school and kill 20 children. We did nothing about it. What could terrorists do to us that we're not already allowing us to do to ourselves? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Oh, and by the way, just to let you know, France, despite the attacks on Friday, is still accepting 30,000 Syrian refugees. The French president, François Hollande, vowed to ensure his country's safety, but is not backing away. Oh, we're such tough big ass, but we run. We run like little mice. We are, I swear, Americans are more afraid to die than anybody else. We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Join us 8886 Leslie. This is your show, so let's get to it. Syrian refugees, where do you stand? Do we take them in? Do we pause? Do we have stricter um, requirements to bring them in? Or do you agree with these governors who say, no way? Uh, let's go to the calls, 8886 Leslie. Uh, let's go to Kelly in Indiana, line two. Um, Kelly, are you for or against having the refugees come into the United States? And what's your take on the governors who want to stop it?
2: I'm all for them coming over here. And it disgusts me that these governors are stopping the refugees from coming to the states i happen to live in indiana and my governor has put a stop to it and it just it breaks my heart i, I just don't understand how people can watch these videos that's just plastered everywhere i mean you can't look away from this and you see these children and the fear in their eyes and and you see these mothers carrying these babies and you don't want to help them and by the way, I was online listening to your monologue, and I just want to say I love you. I mean, everything that you said was on point. I mean, it's just disgusting how people are just assuming that these people are a threat to our nation when they're not. They're not a threat. They're running from the people that are the threat to our nation.
0: We got to be, uh, Cal, uh, we're gonna be right. We got to take a break. Can you hold on? Don't go away. Okay, don't go away. I love your passion, and thank you for the compliment. We're going to come right back, and we're going to talk. I want to share something about one of those states and one of those governors, very, very uh, insightful from a, a father of a slain individual. We'll be back. Don't go away. To this uh, country I want to read you something Kelly You'll find this interesting I think everybody listening will uh, Governor McCrory is the governor of North Carolina And this is a letter um, From a, uh, a man um, Who wrote Governor McCrory A Syrian dental student At University of North Carolina His Jordanian wife and her sister Were all shot in the head And killed by their neighbor Who had 13 different firearms And a concealed weapons permit you're worried, Governor, about vetting refugees. I'm a lot more worried about how you vet the people to whom you give gun permits and licenses because I'm willing to bet they've killed a whole lot more Americans.
2: Thank you, because I was just in a very heated discussion on Facebook last night with a friend of mine who's no longer a friend because she got upset and unfriended me, but that's fine. Because I made a remark, now before I say this, I want—I am a white person, so I don't want to start a big old racial argument here, but... I, I told her, I am more afraid of the white man with a handgun than I am afraid of ISIS, than I am afraid of, a, of these, these refugees. And I also want to make it a point that people are so worried about these refugees coming over and killing Americans. Well, guess what? Heroin is killing Americans.
0: Guns are killing Americans. Yes, heroin, OxyContin, guns, suicide, prescription drugs,
2: alcohol, Stopping these refugees when you've got people dying of heroin daily. Daily. I live in a very small Indiana town. Since summer started, we have lost over 100 people to heroin in a population of 12,000. And you're worried about refugees coming over here?
0: Well, you make, excellent you, po- you, po- you? you make excellent points. Kelly, I'm going to extend the compliment to you. I love your passion. Please call me again, okay, because I, I, really, I, I really love your take, and I, I love hearing from strong, opinionated women other than myself. Uh, Kelly, thank you for joining us uh, from Indiana today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's go to Don in Maryland, who is uh, listening. on. Um, he's on Line 5, listening on TuneIn. Hey, Don. Good afternoon. Hey,
3: Leslie. How you
0: doing? Good. Good.
3: Listen, I mean, you were really fired up a few minutes ago, and I love that about you as far as, you know, being able to say exactly what's on your mind, and I wish we had more Democrats or Independents or whatever side of the fence they're on to uh, get some gumption and, and, and speak up like that. Um, I'll make it real short. Um, you know, it's it's it, we all know it's just fear. That's all it is. It, it, you know, it, it when you go into someone else's backyard and you really don't know what to expect, you know, and when they, you know, they decide to rebel, then you know you, you've caused your own you caused your own problems. Um, you know, I talked to a gentleman some years back, a white guy, and I'm a black guy, but I was talking to a gentleman out in Western Virginia, which is more fluent, Leesburg area, Herndon, and they were prowling around with their pistols uh, on the side of you know on their sides uh, because of you know um, open carry. And, you know, I just stopped and asked the guy, I says, hey, you know, um, let me ask you a question. He says, sure, sure. And he comes up to me like he's John Wayne or somebody. And I says, "Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, Are you fully prepared to use that weapon if you need to? He says, yeah, yeah. I says, okay, are you fully prepared for the consequences when you do use that weapon, such as the backlash of having to go to court and lose your house and prove that you, you know, it was justified. Are you fully prepared to do all that? Uh, and, you know, it, it made him think. I could see it, his eyes just rolling around his head. I was like, you're out here in an affluent area of the of, of Virginia. Uh, I don't see the necessity of you guys walking around here like you're, you know, a bunch of cowboys, you know, being able to just display your weapon, you know. And and, and it's just fear, constant fear. Uh, White men, old white men, you know, are are, are just, they continue to put this stuff out there. And they're going to continue to do it uh, until they cause a major issue right here in the United States. I don't fear those people over there, and I don't fear any man in the United States. Um, But... You're causing unnecessary issues constantly um, because of your fear. And, and it's – like I said, it's mainly old white Republican males who fear that they're losing whatever it is they thought they had. Um, well,
0: I agree with you there to, to, to a point, especially when it comes to you know, immigration. But I, I think that these old white guy Republicans also see how successful it is in a political year and uh, for campaigns um, to use fear. Um, to you, to you know, to use that fear. Um, it, I'm sure closer to 2054, when the white man becomes a minority in the United States of America, they're going to spread the fear of the colored people. You know, um, but right now it's you know fear fear of the Muslims. You know, fear that we're losing our religion. So let's take somebody else's religion away or demonize somebody else's religion because we have fear of losing our own.
3: But that's what happens when you open up a can of worms that you really don't know what you're opening up. That's what happens. You know, you go in somebody else's backyard and you pick a fight. You, you got to be, you know, you got to be willing to, 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 to finish it. And that's the problem. We open up a can of worms over there, and we can't finish it. You know, and and now, you know, you, you you can keep on talking tough until you get slapped in the face. You know, by somebody who is not afraid of you. And that's what's happening. We 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 we've opened up that can of worms. They're ready to slap us in the face, and you know it's just fear. That's all it is. Thank you, Leslie.
0: All right, thank you. It. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate your call. Let's continue with the calls. Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. Sam is listening in Cleveland on iHeartRadio Online Four. Sam, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon to you. Hey, uh, I agree with you, and I, I can tell you this is a defining difference. Between the Democrats and the Republicans, between the Conservatives and and the Progressives, you know, uh, uh, Roosevelt said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. But then you look at somebody like Bush and Cheney; they sowed the seeds of fear to the point where you were shaking. I mean, it was ridiculous. Everybody was a, a potential enemy. Everybody was a potential bomber. Um, it got. It was horrible. It was the worst. Thing about nine eleven, what it did to this country, and and I hated it. And I applaud our our president right now for the way he's handling this. So far and how he's handled it over the last few years, um, he doesn't he doesn't you know add to the fear. Obviously, you know every, there's risks out there, and we're not stupid. We know that. Um, but but it really is a defining thing. I mean, we use common sense, uh, progressives, as far as. Looking at these problems, and you know, if there's issues and problems, you know,
0: we, we, we take steps. I, I you know, I, I can't even agree with you 100 because it's more than that. After 9 11, in our fear, led by a Republican and another Republican, Dick Cheney, whispering in his ear, we bombed a country which Osama bin Laden wasn't in, and which the hijackers did not come from afghanistan then it's like we don't want the people to hate us so here's some sandwiches after we bomb the cracker out of your house and killed your family members then we invade the sovereign nation of iraq again where the hijackers did not come from and go after saddam hussein who had nothing to do with 9-11 he had had his own issues in his own country at that time and all the while you know all the while osama bin laden was in pakistan and we eventually got him there and I think it's good we didn't invade that sovereign nation or bomb and then drop sandwiches. Who the hell knows what would be happening to us now? We – this is what we do. We live our lives, and then somebody, one person, puts and fails a bomb in a shoe. Everybody take off your shoes. Now, at one Syrian gets into France as, as a refugee who is with ISIS and part of the attack on Friday, and what do we say? No refugees. Change policy. I'm serious. This is what we do. Yeah, but, Wouldn't we yeah, but, be better served to look at how is ISIS recruiting, who are they recruiting, and how do we prevent them from coming here? Because the five people detained in Honduras were not coming through the Syrian refugee camps.
4: Sure. That's the long-term approach to it, and I, and, and I agree with you. Um, but, but going back to what you said about Bush and Cheney, how did they convince the country – to, to go ahead and invade Iraq that had nothing to do with this. It was it, with with visions of mushroom clouds over New York City. That's how they did it. Hello? Yeah,
0: Joe, I agree with you yeah. 100%, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nope. Anything else?
4: Well, the other thing is, I mean, I, I, I heard you say something about profiling, I guess, or you were talking about yourself and your family, and I can sympathize with you, but I get profiled all the time. I'm not Middle Eastern, but I do look Middle Eastern. I'm Greek, uh, but I'm easily <laughs> mistaken for that. And I can't go through a, an airport track point uh, without getting you know pulled aside. It's, it just never happens. I always get pulled aside. Um, do I have a problem with it? Maybe a little, but I, I also understand that airports are a major target. So I don't have that big of a problem with it. Not, so if It becomes you know, more of an issue. That's a different story. You know, in all different venues, it depends. Uh, You know, I guess it depends on the set. Um, But other than that, you know, that's the only thing I got to say.
0: All right, thank All right. you, and I, I hope you'll join us again. Good to hear some uh, new voices uh, on the uh, show today. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to you. Whether you are an old voice, as in you've called the show before, uh, whether it's many times, once or twice, or you've never called, we have a line available. When we finish with the call, your cue to call through. Pick up the phone and join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888 653 Very good point. FDR said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Republicans use fear. And that's what, based on fear, these governors are doing, saying, not in my state. I I want you to be honest with me. If you don't want a Syrian refugee in your state, do you honestly think ISIS has no ability to recruit anybody else who already is in your state? Do you honestly think there'll be zero ability to have any kind of violence or terrorist attack by ISIS or any other terrorist organization in your state? And you're very frightened about these refugees. You're very frightened about ISIS. How come you're not frightened about, like, your neighbor with the garage full of AK-47s and 6,000 rounds of ammunition that he ordered online and his conceal-and-carry permit that you see at Walmart every Saturday? Huh? Eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 7543 Back after this.
5: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888 6 Leslie.
0: start out with uh, Michael on the Bronx Line 1, listening on radio there in Nueva York. Hey, Michael, good afternoon.
6: Hi, Leslie. Yeah, I tell you, you are 100% spot on with everything that you have pointed out. And I got maybe the icing to your cake on this. And the fair mark of these Republicans in uh, Daily News. And if you want to look this up, you can find it on the website, mydailynews.com. On the front page it said over 2,000 suspects on terror watch lists have legally bought firearms in the U.S. because gun nuts are blocking the law that would end this madness. They pointed out the NRA has been allowing terrorists from overseas to purchase guns and because of the loophole that um, Wayne LaPierre and the NRA had to... Uh, Republicans and Congress continuously block from um, coming into law. This is the um, gun safety reform that we've constantly been talking about. So pretty much I would say that this is something for perhaps the Justice Department to look at because – Mr. Obama, President Barack Obama is not eating or abetting terrorists. I would go on record, Leslie, and say it's the on Republicans, it's today's NRA, and Wayne LaPierre that is harboring these terrorists and giving them the guns to commit the massacres either here in the U.S. or overseas. All right? So the next Republican that opens their big mouth and say that President Obama is weak on terrorism, no. President Obama put and inciting terrorism, and I say yes, let's welcome in these refugees because they probably have a hell of a lot more sense than these damn Republicans in Congress and the NRA.
0: Oh. Okay. All right, Michael, you're on a roll. Anything else to hear? I think that, I think that,
6: I just want to set the record straight on who's really aiming and betting terrorists here. And sure as hell it ain't President Obama. It's not the liberals. It's not the Democrats. It's not the progressives. And sure it's it sure as hell ain't Black Lives Matter. Because I've heard that rhetoric also on Facebook and other places. You know, it's time for us to call these Republicans out and put them in the hot seat.
0: All right, thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three is uh, the number. Let's go to Reggie in Georgia, line two. Reggie, good afternoon.
5: How you doing, Leslie? Good, Happy thank you. Where's the T two, honey? You too. Okay. Well, well, you're going to have people who are fear mongering or who are fear mongers like well, Laura Ingram, wrestling Barn, the biggest whopper of them all, Fox News Channel, Vario Andrea Tintero, who said that. Older Muslim Syrian refugees aren't the problem. She said, but the problem is with their women or wives and their offspring. Because once they come over here, here, they're going to start radicalizing with other Muslims to create, you know, some terrorist action network or group. That's what she said. And I saw a clip of it on MediaMatters.org. It's up there, Leslie. It's up there. I even played a clip for myself to see if she was lying or not. Just to see for myself what she was saying exactly and actually, and you had another one. You know, I thought she was. I thought this one was a sane moderate Republican, Megan McCain, sitting up there practically agreeing with her. I mean, I swear, you know, these people are such fear mongers. And as Mike said, we have to call them out and put them on the hot seat. I mean, we can't let this keep going on and on and on and on and on forever. Otherwise, like you said, your family will be—you know—your family who, your in-laws who are Muslim heritage and lineage will be well threatened and discriminated just because, simply because they're Muslims.
0: You know what I'm saying? Right, I hear you. All right, anything else?
5: Yes, I mean, you know, it's just that I just hate it when. When we go off all knee-jerk reaction on things like this, when things like this happen, you know, where, that we put a lot of fear. I agree. I
0: agree. And I think that's a, a major problem that, you know, I tell my son before he loses his temper to count to 10. And I think we as a nation need to count to 10. I'm OK pausing in that respect and uh, look looking at uh, making sure that we have the proper vetting process for refugees. But to say, hey, you know, it's beyond a knee-jerk reaction for governors to stand up and say, I'm, not, you know, my state's not going to take them, and you know, it's for political gain and done based on fear. Uh, let's go to uh, Chris in Houston, line uh, three. Um, you don't think we should take in refugees, Chris, right? No,
5: I do not believe that
4: we should take in refugees. A, we don't know who these people are. B, what
5: is?
0: Well, that, that's part of the vetting process, isn't it, to find out who they are.
4: Yeah, right and these and this
6: is the same government that can't identify everybody that's in the country illegally too
0: right well, that's a fair yeah that's a fair statement so uh, what about if they increased the vetting uh, process which they say right now is extremely difficult
6: okay and what records are we going to cross-reference them against
0: I actually have no idea what how, how they vet these individuals I, I'd be very honest with you so I you no, know I'm not okay. a part of that process. Seriously, are they going to go to the city hall in Raqqa to see the papers on these individuals? Well, let me ask you something. How come you're okay with people? I mean, there are Muslims coming here from other countries, not just Syria, and there are people that are Syrian refugees that are not Muslim. I mean, I mean, why don't I? I wish people would just admit you, what you, you're really just afraid of Muslims.
6: No, I'm not afraid of Muslims at all. However, if you're going so why, to- why
0: are you afraid of Syrian refugees?
6: I am not afraid of Syrian refugees. What I am
0: saying—what are you afraid of? I'm not
6: afraid of anything, Leslie. Then how come well, you're then how come you're concerned
0: about not knowing anything about who they are? We don't
6: know who they
0: are. Right, but who? No uh, how, how does knowing who? The, but you just said we don't know who they are. But if you're not afraid of right. anything, you are. You're afraid of who they might be. Who do you think they might be that you're afraid of?
6: I have no idea. Who they are, no better than you do, or the United States. So what people. you're
0: saying is you're afraid they might be a bad guy.
6: I live in Texas. I don't have to worry about bad guys. They all come across the border. It's porous.
0: And you're still in Texas, right?
6: Uh, yeah.
0: You're you look, alive, I guess, because <laughs> you're talking to me, right? You're alive because you're talking to me, right? Uh, yeah. You know, there was a time in this country when. Not illegally, but even legally to allow Mexicans into this country. There was a fair campaign like you wouldn't believe. And guess what? We're all still here. I appreciate your call. Thank you and drive carefully. I'm Leslie Marshall. We're out of time. If I didn't get to your call, my apologies. The show's only a couple hours long. We will be back tomorrow. We hope you will be as well. Keep listening. You can catch me on The Real Story of Gretchen Carlson tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. And if you missed uh, the uh, Sean Hannity show, I think they replayed the show, the radio show, Lady. You can catch that as well online.